Hello and welcome to a special edition of The Game Pit. This is one of our field reports and it is Sean here reporting from the Essen Spiel Fair for 2015. So I've had a very exciting day. I've arrived into the halls just before they opened this morning. Popped along to see uh, Mr. Vassal and Mr. Summer of the Dice Tower at their booth in Hall 7, and really great to catch up with those guys. So before I start off uh, about all the games I played tested and what I bought, their general impressions of the show so far, yeah, absolutely fantastic. It's always really well organised. If I've got any slight quibbles, it's again, there's not a massive amount of actual gameplay in space. A lot of people just telling you how their game works rather than actually letting you play test. And difficult to get into some places but i suppose to get everybody in and to do it as they do is, is difficult one of the main spaces for playtesting and they've got a huge space is g3 and funnily enough that was the first place we stopped to have a little playtest and that game was stinky business this is a game where you're essentially scoring points from recycling and getting rid of refuse on the streets of your town it's a economic game but a very light game but the main issue we had of with the game was that it seemed to be a little bit dr luck driven for us i'll give you an example there are a certain star cards that go into each pile of waste and these are aluminium cards or things like that that are for some reason more highly prized than the recycling stakes and you're drawing from a random card set out of the 10 of these i managed to get five overall and my wife who was playing with me didn't manage to get any she had specifically set herself up to get these cards she'd gone in front of me uh, in the order where you select the cards so that she had a better chance of getting the the good cards and she had more cards she was getting into her hand from these waste piles and she still managed to get zero now that's probably quite an unusual thing but still made us think uh, the, the luck here really hampered her economy and i ran away with the game in the end because i got those cards simple as that and those cards i think they do drive what you're gonna do whatever you pick up you tend to go in that direction i don't think there's a lot of choices i ran out of choices at the end of the game but i'm, I'm sounding quite negative about this game i actually really enjoyed it just not maybe one for for us to buy i think we both said afterwards we would gladly play it again if somebody else were to buy it but we're just not going to part with our money on this one just yet Next up was one we really, really did enjoy, and we we're right on the edge of buying, and that is The Pursuit of Happiness from Artipia Games. If any of you have ever played CV, very similar. You're going to go through your life, you're going to start off as a child and grow old, and you're going to have things like jobs, relationships, you're going to collect things, you're going to go and do uh, pursuits like jogging and, and such. And all these things lead to elevated stress levels if you have too many jobs on if you've got too many projects going on things like that and it, but it all feeds it's very very thematic but it's also absolutely hilarious some of the in jokes and the silly little cards and the things that you can do are going to lead to we think a lot of talking and chuckling around the table i think it's actually probably at the moment 
ahead of CV, and I really like CV. I just think CV is a really strong game, but this one really did tickle our fancy, so I wouldn't be surprised if this one finds it into my bag tomorrow. Next up for the playtesting was London After Midnight. This is a little filler game based on the old horror characters of yore. You've got the Jekyll and Hyde and Frankenstein and Dracula and Van Helsing and all these famous characters. It's a really small filler, plays in about 10 minutes or so, maybe 15. And although we had a lot of fun playing it, it was completely inoffensive. It was fairly obvious what the choices were. You start off by drawing a card and that tells you what team you're playing on. So you can have the monsters or the heroes. And that, that was cool. So you're trying to get the points for the monsters if you're the monsters. But you're also scoring for yourself as well. It, as I said, you're lacking any real choice. But then it is a filler. The only major issue I had with it is that the heroes faction seemed quite bland in comparison to this really exciting a monsters category with Jekyll and Hyde uh, and Dracula and zombies shuffling around the place. Whereas the heroes faction was like a street urchin and uh, a brave young chap or a brave young fellow or something along those lines. There wasn't a lot of variety that didn't seem to be in the heroes. But yeah, it was cool. We enjoyed it. Probably not going to buy it, but again, we enjoyed it. Next up is a game we covered myself and Ronan a long way back in one of our treasure hunt episodes and that's Chaos Moz from Mirrorbox Games. This is a bluffing game in space so what you're going to do is you're going to move around as your alien culture from planet to planet and each planet has a little envelope which will contain a load of equipment and various things inside it. So when you get to the planet you open up this envelope and people can have left traps for you. Something might explode and send you back reeling back to your own planet there might also be nice equipment and what you're trying to do is get this thing, this thing called the ovoid and you're trying to hold on to it and get it around back to your planet yeah really really interactive game looks really nice lots of chat lots of setting up of people lots of a little bit of a take that aspect to it but it's part of the game it's a definite part of the game you're almost opening those envelopes thinking oh what's what's gonna happen here yeah we really enjoyed this game only issue for us because we play a lot of two players is i don't think it will work as a two-player game there are some variants that come with it, like a capture the flag variant, for instance. But even the guy showing us the game was a bit wary about it being a two-player. He said it does play two-player, he likes, he likes the capture the flag variant, but he said it does work best with three or four. So I think if it worked well with two, we'd have bought it. But at the moment, it's still on the possible list. But yeah, it's, it's a good game. We enjoyed it. And last up for our playtesting was Poseidon's Kingdom from Game Salute. This is a sort of cutesy-looking sea life game where you're trying to help your particular sea creature to escape the clutches of whatever they're escaping. There's a dice involved here, but the main thing about this game is what it looks like. You look over there and you're like immediately, wow, what's that? It looks like a kid's game. It's not far from the sort of Haber, Hasbro, that sort of area of the spiel. So I think if we didn't know already what it was, I think we'd have passed it by as a kid's game. And 
there is a little bit more depth to it than that. There is a little bit of strategy going on, a little bit of planning and making sure your creatures don't get eaten by the shark. But I think, I've been trying to be too mean about it, but I think it is kind of style over substance. It does look amazing. It's this big, garish, almost-looking blue seascape and these huge um, sea creatures that represent your creatures. There's this big wave thing at the end that holds the dice and you score points from that. But again, uh, apart from holding the dice and... It didn't seem like it needed to be so in your face, this game. That's me saying that. God knows what Ronan would think of it. It was fun. It was decent. Probably a little bit more in-depth than I thought it was going to be from the look of it. But yeah, probably not something I'm looking to buy. So next on, what did I buy? Well, if you're sitting comfortably, I will run through the extensive list of games I bought today. So, I bought Dice City. I bought the yellow version of For Sale, Tricarian Legends of Illusion, Champions of Midgard. I got the gaming advent calendar, which I'm really excited about. It's absolutely massive. And now I'm going to get it home, since I can't unbox it and take it apart because it's an advent calendar. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. This is the one I took the major gamble on. And it's the producer, 1940 to 1944. Managed to get there while Eric Martin from Board Game Geek was doing an interview about the game and listening on that for a little while. And it's all about the golden age of Hollywood and setting up your studio and making films and trying to get Oscars and awards and what have you. It looks amazing. Absolutely amazing. Real characters from from yesteryear of Hollywood. Real films, real scripts. This comes together, and this is a bold prediction. If this all comes together, as I think it might do, I think this could be the highlight of the Essence Spiel for me. And I think it's, it could be go on to become something very, very special. It could all fall apart. There's a lot to it, but I've got high hopes for this one. That was the producer. Now, Artifacts Inc., not strictly an Essence release, but something I had my eye on because it's uh, Mr. Laucat and it's getting high praise. Pandemic Legacy, the obvious. Yeah, of course that was coming home. I recently got into Fleet Commander, so I got the expansion for that. And I picked up Arcadia, which is a little funfair-based card game. My wife Natalie, she managed to get the Big Book of Madness. She got Simurg, Porta Negra, and Expo 1906. And we also got our boy three games. We got him a Hasbro game with an ape or a gorilla or something smashing things and we've got to make a couple of Haber games because you've always got to buy a Haber game when you're in Germany, it's the rules but there you go, so yeah a huge haul, nearly broke my back carrying it around and there's more to come tomorrow I'm sure i am certainly got my eye on a couple of things, but before I wrap up, let me just pass you over to my wife Natalie and she's going to tell us what really excited her today, what was the game of the day for her and what she's got her eye on tomorrow. Thanks for having me in the game pit again. Really excited to be talking with you. So before I came out to Essen, the one that I was really, really excited about was Expo 1906. And then yesterday we got into Essen a little bit early. We got into the hotel room and we did what all good geek fans do. We watched the live stream and on the live stream I saw a demonstration of Simag. 
and that was when I started to get really excited about that game and that's the one that I really wanted to pick up today so I'm extremely happy that I managed to do so it had nothing to do with the fact that I threatened violence on my husband if I didn't manage to get it so we we made sure that we got that today um, as for tomorrow there are two that I want to look at one is the Deluvia project which is work placement building cities up in the sky and then the other one that stood out for us today as we were walking by was Burano but you just couldn't get near it we, we managed to get a quick glimpse of the board it looks absolutely beautiful but it was rammed it was in a small tiny playing space so I'm hoping if we get there early enough tomorrow I can have a bit of a play test and in all honesty even if even if I don't get a play test I'm probably still bringing this one home thank you Natalie and yeah in addition to Burano and Deluvia Project, which I'm also excited about. One of the things that caught my eye today was Watson and Holmes. I managed to listen over the shoulder of somebody getting an explanation. It sounds really interesting, and I am super excited to give this one a go tomorrow. One that just came out of left field for us a little bit, and just completely based on the look of the game, which we found really endearing, is Potions Explosion. Not sure quite what it's all about. There's a really cool box, marbles and little potion things. I think that you're trying to make potions or something along those lines. But we're going to give that one a go. It looks really nice, so we're going to give it a go for sure. Rush and Bash. I spent a lot of my youth playing Super Mario Kart. So this one kind of reminds me of that it's, it seems like it's something where you're racing around dropping traps and trying to knock each other off the track and it looks a lot of fun whether it turns out that way we'll see but i'm going to try and give that one a go and a couple that we covered in our previews antarctica got to the tables there and it was just absolutely mobbed so hopefully we'll give antarctica a little go tomorrow and raptor uh, the Matago effort where we, we talked about how beautiful it looks. And yeah, yeah, definitely looks amazing. A lot of, lot of people looking like they're enjoying themselves, so hopefully give that a go. One last game, I did see Bomazo, and I was right in my opinion, of course. I think it, it does look a little bit ropey, but Ronan still has faith in this game, so maybe when he flies in tomorrow, we'll give that one a go as well and as i said ronan will be flying in tomorrow so tomorrow evening's episode will hopefully be with him and myself talking about all the excitement that we've got up to and all the trouble we've got into during the day and please remember that we are going to be at the Bredenay hotel from about half eight nine o'clock onwards tomorrow evening friday evening so please, please come round if you fancy a game with us. Just come up to the gaming rooms there and hopefully we'll play some games. If Even if you want to just come and say hello, please do. We'd love to hear from you and love to see you and meet you. And finally, before I go, just another reminder, Ronan will be on the Dice Tower booth on Saturday from about 12 to 1 or 2 o'clock, depending on when they kick him out. Probably 1 o'clock, if we're being honest and yeah he'll be there and it's in hall seven so go along there yeah you might actually see tom and eric and jason and z all the guys are over so yeah pop along there and thank you for putting up with me normal service will resume tomorrow with ronan back the game pit is a proud member of the dice tower network go there for a gaming goodness of the highest caliber also 
please go to 2d6.org where you can find us among other audio written and visual goodness we have an email address if you want to ask any questions or point things out to us that's at the game pit podcast at gmail.com we are on twitter at game pit podcast we have a facebook account we are on board game geek we have a guild there so pop along there it's one of our favorite places to have discussions talk about things lots of people pointing out things to us and really enjoy that if you want to download the episodes we are on stitcher and itunes and Again, thank you for listening. Music from the Aaron.